Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Do 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 this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Frankie, we had a great game last night between the Chiefs and the Broncos and Nailbiter down to the wire. We also had the debut of the Halloween Peking Championship. And so, Patrick Mahomes finally didn't throw for multiple touchdowns, but... So threw for 300 yards. And Steve barely avoided getting eliminated. He had two really good uh, cakes made, but he avoided elimination. And unfortunately, Brian from Long Island is out. Patrick Mahomes also ran for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt had his best game of the season. 19 rushes for 121 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted more in this game than he was targeted the entire season coming into this game. Four targets, three receptions, 54 yards. Time to sell Kareem Hunt, Greggy. It may be time to sell Kareem Hunt, <laughs> but it's not time to sell Sicily from the Halloween Baking Championship. I know she had a really rough first episode, but listen, I, I think she can get back on the horse. I think she's an impressive baker. It was just a really, really tough night. Greg, I do have to commend you for something you said yesterday. You spoke a lot about not streaming bad players and yes. good matchups. Yes. Case Keenum. Bad player. Good matchup. Not good. Not good at all. 21 for 33, 245 yards. Zero. That's a donut. In the touchdown department, one interception for those of you who needed monster games out of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas in order to win your fantasy matchup. You probably didn't. Probably didn't. It's, it's interesting. I, I, I told you yesterday off the air, I had Case Keenum and it was a tough matchup. Didn't work out. I had Patrick Mahomes in a matchup. Didn't get enough there. It was not a great Monday night for me, which is why I stuck to watching the Halloween Baking Championship. I watched the entire um, fourth quarter of the game, and that was it. Wow. I just checked... My matchup in the Carton League now? Because yeah. I don't know why I didn't check last night. Sure. I only won by three points. Oh, my God. I was going up against Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. Remember I brought this up to you yesterday? Sure. And I had Philip Lindsay, and I was like, you know, I think it's probably going to be kind of close in a PPR league. Ow. It yeah. was quite close. I only won by three points. 176 to 173 in a PPR. Those are, those are some pretty nice scores there, Greggy. Anything on that? No. No. No, listen, I, last night's game, Kareem Hunt was awesome. I, I'm not selling Kareem Hunt. I disagree with you. I've, I, I don't want to sell him high. I'm a Kareem Hunt guy. I've always been a Kareem Hunt guy. I'm sticking with it. Really interesting matchup yeah. this weekend, though, with Kansas City and Jacksonville. But that is a really, really interesting game. Yeah, I heard Gabe talking about this on Carton and Friends Ready. What do you, I don't know if you heard it. What do you think the line opened up as? I didn't, I didn't hear KC it. With KC hosting the Jaguars. KC hosting the Jaguars. KC is a four and a half point favorite. All they got was the home three. 
Oh, they got was home three. Yeah. So giving a lot of respect to the Jaguars right As now. As they should, man. Best yeah. defensive in the NFL. It rightfully should. I'm looking at the upcoming schedule for Kareem Hunt right now. Because my immediate reaction was sell facing the Jaguars this week, which, I mean, probably not a great matchup. I know outside of that Saquon Barkley run, like if you look at their yards per carry, it's like under three. Outside of that, like one Saquon Barkley run in week one. Then the Patriots, that's a good matchup. Uh, the Bengals, who are getting Vontez Burfick back, so their run defense is going to be better. Uh, Denver again, which looked like a, a, vaunting, uh, a daunted matchup last night, and he actually uh, performed well in it. And then Cleveland, Arizona. The thing is, I just see the four targets in this game and what he did in the receiving game and, and the, hap- the fact that it happened in primetime on Monday night, and I know it's hard to sell Kareem Hunt, but Why, man? I, I would just shop him. I would just shop. I would see what I could get in return. But, Again, he, but here's, hold on. We have, we have leagues, Greg, that we play in right now. Like, you have a home league where you're 0-4. I have a home league where I'm 1-3. My best players, really the only three players that I have that are valuable, yep. Kareem Hunt, Mike Evans, and Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is on a buy. Sure. So, like, if I fall to 1-4, my season's basically over. Right. I'm going to be shopping Kareem Hunt this week just to see what kind of depth pieces I could get. I've already, you know, thrown some stuff out to you. Like, the possibility of trading him for Marshawn Lynch and James White. I think I could probably get more from him than that, but I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it I, did, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Kareem Hunt's best game of the year. I disagree, man. I really do. I think you're, like, you draft the Kareem Hunt in the first round for a think, reason. Think about how frustrated we were with him the first three weeks of the season, especially in week one where, you know, the Chiefs show us again how creative they like to get inside the red zone, inside the five. Yep. And I know since week one, they've kind of gotten away from that. Uh-huh. Like, they've been giving Kareem Hunt the carries inside the five, inside the ten. Totally. So you like that. But coming into this game, his yards per carry was not great. And he wasn't being used in the pass game. Yep. So now, in this game, he kind of, like, blew all of that away. Yep. 19 rushes for 121 yards. Obviously, great yards per carry average there. Four targets. Again, more in this one game than he had... In three games coming into week four. I wouldn't be surprised if this is Kareem Hunt's best game this season. I would just, I would try shopping him. I think you're underrating Kareem Hunt, man. I don't know, why, not, I don't know why you're I'm so not, off this, man. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about, like, his usage with the Chiefs. Like, they, they get creative inside the red zone. It's great. It's fun. It's not fun when, you know, when you see stuff that happened like it did in week one for Kareem Hunt. We in a league where you own Kareem Hunt and I don't? Together? Yeah, flex. I have him. Send me an offer. I need okay. a wide receiver. I wouldn't do that right now. Sorry, you, it's you probably not going to happen. Why? You don't because want to. My next running backs are Alex Collins and Carryon Johnson. That's great. Carryon Johnson's oh, going to be have, awesome. Oh, I have Jordan Howard too. He's kind of bad. All right, let's see here. I'm going I'm I'm to do it right now. I'm not even kidding with you. You want a wide receiver for Cream Hunt, right? That's what you need. Oh boy, this is an issue. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get it done, Greg. This whole this this Ty Hilton thing hurt. Ooh, Greg Sussman. See why Hilton thing hurt. I have Marshawn Lynch. So what does that mean for me? I just need a wide receiver. Yeah, I would give you Marshawn Lynch back, maybe. And like... I would want Devontae Adams and Marshawn Lynch. Whoa, 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 whoa. And? All right, I didn't finish yet. I would give you Kareem Hunt and a wide receiver in return. Who's the wide so receiver? So I get the better wide receiver. You get the better running back. Okay. And you get the lesser wide receiver. Great, who's the wide, who's the wide receiver? So I'm, I'm training you my wide receiver one and an RB two. You're training me an RB one and I want a wide receiver two. Makes sense. Amari Cooper? No! <laughs> He's a wide receiver too! He sucks! <laughs> but didn't you hear me yesterday? I said sell. <laughs> I did hear. That's why I'm saying no. You didn't say bye. I would say Kareem Hunt versus Devontae Adams in a vacuum. Kareem Hunt's better. I would agree. 
But Devontae Adams yeah. is like... Who's your other running backs besides Marshall Lynch? Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense either. I don't have an RB3 at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, have Frank, I guess Frank Gore's RB3. Oh, gosh. Plays more than Kenny and Drake. Do you want Josh Gordon or Randall Cobb? No. Maybe Josh... God, Josh Gordon sounds fun. I would offer you Tyler team? Boyd, but I don't really want to give him up. Would you do that? Kareem Hunt and Tyler Boyd for Devontae Adams and Marshall Lynch. That's an interesting it's Kind one. of a fair deal. That's interesting. That's interesting. This T.Y. Hilton injury really hurts me in a major, major, major way. I don't think I want to give up Tyler Boyd, though, right now. I have a lot of I'm work. I'm in. I'm in on work. the Boyd. I have a lot of work to do on the waiver wire this week. Yeah, we do, which is probably where we should start, Craig. This is a waiver wire show, after all. It is a waiver wire show. And, you know, it's... It's crazy because we haven't had, maybe this week, we haven't had a true like, breakout guys since the Tyler Boyd, John Brown in week one or week two, whatever that was. Like, we haven't had guys where you got to really break the bank. And, and Kiki. Well, I was 15 getting, targets. I was getting the Kiki. <laughs> and I feel like this way, this week is the same. Like, a lot of these guys that really went off this week that maybe free agents probably aren't break the bank guys, but there are some guys that are interesting. And if you want to start with Kiki, we could start with Kiki. We don't have to start with Kiki. I feel like you want to start with Kiki. I'm wrestling with this one, too, and I want to get your thoughts on yeah. it, Craig, because I, I want to be aggressive on Kiki Kute of the Houston Texans. We don't have a lot of information on Will Fuller right now. Again, they said Sunday that he could have returned in the second half. They played it safe with him, uh, and you really saw Kiki um, benefit from that. He had 15 targets. Again, he broke rookie records for, like, 15 targets, 11 receptions, over 100 yards for a rookie making his debut in the NFL. Uh, and I spoke a lot yesterday about slot receivers and how, again, the evolution of the game right now, slot receivers are really the most fantasy viable, right? Like guys like Adam Thielen, even emerging players like Tyler Boyd, Sterling Shepard just had a big game yesterday. Like Kiki, they drafted him to be in the slot, to be that speedy guy who, you know, makes life difficult for opposing defenses. And that's exactly what he's going to do. Look, they have DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller on the yep. outside. Like, defenses need to focus on that. Kiki is going to get a lot of single coverage in the slot. What did we see out of Cooper Cup and guys like Robert Woods in the sure. Thursday night game? When Sean McVay is scheming these guys up to play in the slot and to move around all over the field, get them lined up with linebackers and safeties and, and you know, just creating mismatches. That's going to happen now for the Houston Texans. Defenses need to double-team DeAndre Hopkins. De- like Safeties need to go over the top to try and stop Will Fuller from catching bombs. Even if Kiki isn't getting you know, double-digit targets, which is not going to happen, if he gets six, seven targets, those are going to be quality, quality targets based on defenses trying to shut down the opposing weapons on the outside for the Texans. Completely agree. See, Will, and Will Fuller has the hamstring injury. which And if he doesn't even play this week, that makes Kiki even more... So that's enticing for week five. So I'm, I'm with you on what you're saying, but I want to get into that injury just for a moment because yes. w- hamstring injuries linger. We've now seen it with Will Fuller and we've seen it with Leonard Fournette this just, is what, just this year. This is what held him out like of all preseason and, week and now one. he's re-injured it. And week one. Yeah. It's the same exact thing as Leonard Fournette. And the Leonard Fournette hamstring injury kept him out two weeks. He came back and re-injured it. So he wasn't fully healthy, right? Theoretically. So that means this hamstring injury is probably about a... Th- Three-week injury, let's say. We'll talk to Dr. Ray and Virginia about it on Thursday. Can we make a prediction and see if we could predict what they're going to say again? I'll say it's a grade two hamstring strain. Grade two hamstring strain. Um, he should probably sit out this week, probably no. sit out next no, week. No, he's, he's going to sit out this week, I'll say. And he probably his recovery time optimal is four to six weeks, 
but he'll probably be back in three. I'll say his optimal recovery time is three to four weeks. Okay. So not as severe. Not four to six like you're Well, saying. I think it's because of re-aggravation is what's making it four to yeah. six. But he should say that this week. Is he going to, though? Yes. Like, Dr. Yeah. A and inside injuries, look, I respect the hell out of Dr. A, Virginia, what they do. They normally take a more cautiously optimistic approach, right? Like they really well. Virginia's cautiously optimistic. Yeah, they're, not. they're cautious. Like they're they openly say like this player should sit this week. They're probably not, and that's going to cause re-injury. Like they said that about Leonard Fournette, and look, that's exactly what happened with Leonard Fournette, and even Dalvin Cook to an extent last Thursday night. So I agree that Will Fuller should probably sit out. Is he gonna though? I don't know. Well, the latest of Will Fuller, and I saw this. Battle of Texas. I saw this on Roto World, and Aaron Wilson had it on Twitter. The removal against the Colts was not precautionary. He has to see how it goes this week. This hamstring is re-injured. We're basically back to me, and I could be wrong. We're back where we were in training camp, where it cost him weeks, and then then week one. He was great in week two, and there's clearly a connection between Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson. Like, no doubt about it. But if Will Fuller's gone, and Lamar Miller sucks, which he does... There's going to be a lot of passing for Deshaun Watson. This is what this offense is going to be. Yeah, and and short gr- passes for Kiki, too. And I mean, his, this guy's electric after the As catch. great as DeAndre Hopkins is, you want to get Kiki out in space and let him do his thing. I completely agree with you. He's electric after the catch. Now, why wasn't he involved at all before this? Any idea? Before this game, he didn't play. Why? This was his debut. I know that. Uh, Bruce, Ellington he, was hurt. Bruce Ellington got hurt. Yeah, he had an injury. I don't, I don't know specifically what it is. So Bruce, it up, Ellington, Bruce Ellington... Kiki Kute had an injury to start the season. Okay. Hamstring. <laughs> so there you go. Bruce Ellington <laughs> had a hamstring injury. He's on IR. Yeah. So he, he's cemented in. Kiki Kute is cemented as the next wide receiver off. Because after that, it's Sammy Coates, and we know about He played Sammy 93% of the snaps this week, too. So he was on the field. Like, he's, he's healthy. Like, they kept him out early the first couple of weeks to make sure that he could be healthy for this game, and, which he was. And he played 93% of the snaps, and he led the team in targets with 15 Kiki Kute, fourth-round pick this year out of Texas Tech. Certainly a, a high-volume offense, certainly, in college. And NFL scouts love him, too. Like, he's a guy who, like, Emory Hunt was all over. Was he? Yes. Okay. So, this week faces Dallas. Certainly a spot that he could, I don't want to say repeat what he did, but... They have strong corners on the outside. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. But if he's playing in the slot, I think he's going to be peppered with targets, dude. How much are you bidding on Kiki Kute? That's the question, right? Like, question I wa- of the hour. I want to be aggressive with him. I think he's the top wide receiver at like even more so than Antonio Callaway. Like I know Callaway is getting the targets the consistently um, with Baker Mayfield now as the quarterback too, but I'm more interested in Kiki. Like in my home league, I have eighty one dollars left. I might bid like thirteen. Okay, so the number that I was going to use, which like thirteen out of eighty one, is probably close to like. 20%. So the number that I was going to use... Which seems aggressive. Is that aggressive? I don't think so. 20%? I think it's fair. It seems like every week wide receivers emerge, though, on the waiver wire. Not really. Don't they? No. Every week we've had a wide receiver that we talk about. Well, well yeah, it's kind of our job. But, <laughs> no, but like but more been... so than running backs. Like wide receiver yes. is a position that you can find Definitely. more so than there's, running backs. There's been no running backs. There's a wide receiver like every week. There's been no up. running backs out there. Like Naheem Hines we're going to get to in a little bit. Like, that's somebody who obviously can talk about, it, not even for his running ability. But 13 divided by 81 is 16%. So I'm probably liking that like 15 to 18% range. Is that fair? Sure. You like that though? Well, I was you going, like that. I was going to say when I spent $11 on Brandon Marshall week one, it's how I feel right now also. Like that $11 number seems to make sense for me when it comes to him. 
I don't know if other people do this. Like, do you do this in your league? Somebody can look at my fab budget and see that I have 81. Right. And they might say, you know, people like to put fab bid amounts that make their fab even. Right? So you could be like, I'll put $11 so I have 70 left. <laughs> it happens all the time. I do that. Like, everybody does it. Like, I do it too. 100%. So people might look at my fab and say, he has 81. If he wants to just put a round number on this. I'll to do make, 11. I'm going to put 13. I love it. Like I do that for sure. A lot of people do that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you do that with checks as well? You go to, you go to a restaurant, you get a check. Okay. Right? You leave it, you pay with your credit card, mm-hmm. you leave a tip. So if it's, if the, if the meal costs $25.24. Don't tell me you do. I do. <laughs> I do. That's, I feel like that's obnoxious. Why? Like you leave like $6.76 to, right. make, to make it whatever, right. a round number. Right. I don't do that. I do that. I'll just be like, oh, I'll just give you six bucks. Right. And it's also easier to add. I do it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I think I like it even. Too much work, too. I'm a lazy guy, Greg. I know, Frankie. <laughs> I know. We'll take a break. We have a lot more wide receivers to get to, a bunch of running backs as well, and then most importantly, who can you drop? Frankie and I will answer that question when we come back on the BFFs. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Pavona saw these guys in concert last night. How was it, Pavona? Uh, you know what? For everything that had happened to me yesterday, I was very, very thankful <laughs> that I did not have any issues. And it was a very, and it turned out to be an excellent concert. I had a great time. Well, who are the? What's the name of these guys? These guys are called Chromio. I know this. I, song, I would though. enjoy stuff like this. Yeah, it was a singer like this. It was at Brooklyn Steel, Frank. It was actually, it was a really good show. These guys are like, they're kind of like uh, the way I put them is like. Take Daft Punk right. meets Prince. Oh, I, I got to get in on this. You hear that? I got to get in on this. Can you? How about you burn Frank an album, Bavona? <laughs> I can do that. There you go. What is it, 1998? <laughs> burn me an album. Why don't you make me a, a video cassette while you're at it? That's Put it in my earlier. tape recorder. Much earlier. It doesn't even make sense. Whatever. Video cassette? What, it's a play. Not a, a video player, cassette. Not, not a recorder. What were those things called? The little... Oh, a Walkman? Yeah, the Mini Walkman. disc. Yeah. Yeah, but what were the things that you put inside of them? CDs. No. What? So you, put a CD in a oh, you put a CD in a CD player. Oh, right? Or a Walkman, right? Walkman was a uh, No, a you put the, the cassette. cassette thing right. inside of... Well, it's not called a tape recorder. A tape recorder is like... Frank takes the did I say part. tape recorder? Yeah. Tape recorder is like what they had in uh, Home Alone 2. <laughs> right. That was a tape recorder. Agreed. I had... I, I went through all the phases of like music in life, so I obviously had one of those cassette things that you put it and you... Whatever. It's well, called a Walkman. CD player it's a Walkman. Too. Yeah, it's a, that's a Walkman. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thanks, Chris. You know what was interesting about CD players back in the day when you would put the CD? Like, if you would bang the CD player at all or, like, move it around, it would skip. Yes. I like the CD players <laughs> that would, like, lock on the sides. Like, Those youngins now will never know, Greg. <laughs> her, her, her. Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's fun and a recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contests. Sign up today when you go to FantasyFactor.com 
That's fantasyfactor.com. Frankie, before we get to some of these other waiver wire uh, moves, I want to hit on Le'Veon Bell. Came out yesterday, late Le'Veon Bell will be returning to the NFL in week number seven during the Steelers' bye. He could have waited all the way to week 10. Instead, he'll come back for week eight, which is at home against Cleveland. Now, do you 100% buy that? I do. Like, does it have to happen now? Just because it was reported, does I do. it have to happen? I do. So the question is now, I think it's real. How, how do you value Le'Veon Bell? Like, if you're 4-0, do you go out and try and trade for him? Yes, of course. Absolutely. I think that's the only way you do it. Like, I think if you're anything less than 4-0, like, even if I'm 3-1. and one, But depending on points, right? Like, if you're 3-1, yeah, like, you have the most points in the league. I don't think I... If I'm... I would do it if I'm 4-0. If I'm anything less, I just don't know that you can afford to be without... Because you're going to have to give up something to, to get for him. And I'm looking at some of these Yahoo trades again, uh, just to get an idea of how people are valuing him. For example, Mark Ingram just got traded for Le'Veon Bell. Like, who would you rather have? Le'Veon Bell. I think I would too, just because Mark Ingram's going to miss one of the two next games anyway. So the like, thing, he has that week six bye. So here it is, right? When you are 4-0 or 3-1 and up a ton of points, not like a fluky 3-1, and you're a real 3-1. and yeah, like, If you have running back depth, it makes it easier to do, obviously. Here's the thing. If you're 3-1 and one with a ton of points, you're 4-0. Oh. My future, I'm looking at the future. Yep. Le'Veon Bell's a championship move. You want to be strong for that second Le'Veon half. Bell's a championship move. You're getting a running back that missed the entire first half. His legs are fresh. And you have somebody for the entire stretch run into the, into the Super Bowl who is a number two or number one overall pick in fantasy football leagues. That is what you do when you're trying to win a championship. If you have the ability to go and make that move, you do it. Now, a lot is dependent on where is Le'Veon Bell owner, right? Can he afford at this? Is he 0 and 4? If he's 0 and 4 and knows he's not getting Bell back for the next three weeks, he's going to have to make a desperation move. If he's 1 and 3, depending on the point situation, he's going to have to make a desperation move. That's the way you go and get Le'Veon Bell. But I think this is good regardless. Like, if you started off slow and you drafted Le'Veon Bell and you've been burned and you didn't get James Conner, at least now you can get something for Le'Veon Bell, if that makes sense. Because before, if you tried to trade him last week or two weeks ago, like, people are constantly asking us questions about, should I do this trade for Le'Veon Bell? And my immediate response was, how can you trade for this guy? You have no idea if he's even going to play this year at all. At least now, if you're 0-4 or 1-3 and or even 2-2, two and two, and you just want to try and get something for Le'Veon Bell, at least now you can make that happen because he has value with this report coming out that he's going to return throughout during the Week 7 bye and then be back for Week 8. I think on the flip side, you got to ask, what do you do with James Conner, right? Like, obviously, if you own Conner and Le'Veon Bell, you, you just continue to hold on to them because if something happens to Le'Veon Bell and you know, maybe he doesn't come back or if he's traded, then you still have James Conner. But if you have James Conner and you don't own Le'Veon Bell, you just kind of hold them now because it seems like you're not going to get adequate value for him. It's hard. It's really, really hard to make that, to make that decision, ultimately. Um, you can't just give Le'Veon Bell up for... You can't get fleeced, of course. You can't alter the balance of power in your league. It's really all dependent on the offer, on your standing. I, there's, a, there's no, there's no all-encompassing answer to that question, Frank. Yeah, and that's pretty much how it's been all year long. Like, there's no just right or wrong, like, yeah, you should trade Le'Veon Bell now because this is when he's coming back. Um, there's no, you know, you shouldn't trade him because he's coming back next week. At least now we have an idea. Again, I don't... I don't know that just because a report says that he's going to report throughout the week seven by that it's definitely going to happen, but at least we have something now, whereas we didn't have anything before. Um, some trades involving James Conner. 
Like, would you do this if you were a James Conner owner right now? Trade, trade James Conner away to get LaShawn McCoy and John Brown. <laughs> like, that's gross. I don't want anything to do with that's LaShawn McCoy, gross. to be honest. Yeah. Trade James Conner and D.D. Westbrook to get Devontae Freeman and Allen Robinson. Like, that makes a little bit more sense. He's Devontae Freeman. Yes, but James Conner, three weeks from now, could be a backup. That's giving you nothing. I get it, man. But he could help you in the next three weeks. Devontae Freeman could at least, you know, maybe he's a high-end RB2. Well, if he re-injures himself. I mean, there's risk on both sides. BFFs, man. We need a big week this week. How's our team look? I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm going to look at it right now. All right. EST, wow. We only lost by, uh, you know, 75 points. Wasn't our fault. And that's with Taylor Gabriel in our lineup. That was cool. You know, drafting Rob Gronkowski is not as fun as everyone makes it out to be. Not so much. You know what? To be honest, nobody said it was fun. Honestly? Like, we, we probably just should have listened. Honestly, our, our team's pretty sick this week. All right. So let's set the lineup right now. And then we'll it. go back I, to I, waivers. I just said it. No, don't. What? You can't do it without me. Cam Newton. He's obviously our quarterback. He's oh, I, I, put in too many, I put in too many flexes, sorry. <laughs> Adrian Peterson is in for Jamal Williams. Wait, wow, well, you know. It keeps good. We're going to have some questions this week. If Devontae Freeman is back, we use him in our flex. Look, Mark Ingram's playing. We've waited this long. He's, he's in our lineup. We're putting him in our flex. And then we're going to have to decide whether we want to use. <laughs> All right, forget it. Let's, let's do waivers. Because we're setting it at the same time, and now there's just like way too many players in the Hold lineup. Hold on. I'm fixing it. I'm fixing it. All right, well, I'm almost done. All right, for those of you who are in bi-week hell, say you drafted Mike Evans Please. and Allen Robinson. All right, check the lineup. And Chris Godwin. Check the lineup. You might need a wide receiver this week. Wait, check the lineup. All right, going over to the GST lineup. Thanks, man. For the suggestion of Greg Sussman. Yeah. Cam Newton, Devontae Freeman, Adrian Peterson, Antonio Brown, Golden Tate, Robert Woods. This is the best this lineup's looked in years. This is a freaking awesome Rob lineup. Rob at tight end, who we might not even have. We, we have to pick up a tight end. Potentially. Mark Ingram in the flex. Uh-huh. Broncos defense get the Jets. Love it. Yep. Adam Vinatieri. Sure. He's going for, I believe, he, he got, just he got broke it. his he, three. He just broke it. On the bench, Aaron Jones and Taylor Gabriel, who has a bye. Yeah, but like... We still have Des Bryant. That's yeah. hilarious. But this is a deep league. This like, there's line- nobody on the waiver wire. Dude, At this, this point, just hold Des Bryant. How good is that starting lineup? It's good. The thing is, I kind of want to get Aaron Jones in against Detroit. We can allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running back. Who do we play this week? They're screwed. We're probably going to still lose. I don't think so. You're just wrong about that. We're going up against Chris Vaccaro. How's his team? He has Sean Watson. He has Todd Gurley. Mm, hey, Ajayi. Good. Oh, boy. Kenny Stills, not good. Okay. Nelson Aguilar, not good. Mm. Mike Evans on a bye. Yeah! Let's go! Let's go! The return of the BFFs. Jimmy Graham, okay. who's like, whatever in PPR. Whatever. Marvin Jones, who's like, whatever We in have PPR. Golden Teeth. Suck it. Nice. Bench, not looking too good. We could get Joe Mixon back. That would be unfortunate. That'd be, that'd be nah, Joe Mixon isn't back this week. Okay. Screw that. Right? Who's he going to put in as his wide receiver to fill in for Mike Evans? He has Danny Amendola, Rashard Matthews, who's currently unemployed. Hammered Meredith. All right. I think we could win. Things are looking up. Oh, he BFFs. Jordan, oh, he has Jordan Reed in the flex. Marvin Jones is the wide receiver. You, you missed that. I mean, all right, whatever. He's going to flex tight end. Probably should. Two tight ends. All right. Set. BFF's feeling good this week. So what I was saying, Greggy, is oh. if you're in bye week hell at the yeah. wide receiver position, the Colts wide receivers are going to be interesting this week with T.Y. Hilton out. The question is, which Colts wide receiver do you pick up? Because Ryan Grant is owned in just 12% of leagues. Chester Rogers is owned in 2% of leagues. And they're going up against the Patriots secondary, who I know their defense looked a lot better this week against Miami, but still they've been prone to giving up 
fantasy points to wide receivers. And if I'm not mistaken, that's one of the highest over-unders already this week between the Colts and the Patriots. So we expect Andrew Luck to kind of build off what he did last week. Yep. Obviously not do that again, but he's going to have to throw the ball, and it looks like T.Y. Hilton is going to be out. That over-under right now sits at 51.5 points. If you had to choose one between Chester Rogers and Ryan Grant, Greggy. I said right. So I recommended Vandal. Hurry up! Spoiler alert. I recommended Ryan Grant. I think um, I love the percentage of snaps he's playing. I who, agree. Um, who is the unknown wide receiver for the Colts? Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. He he was he caught a touchdown. He caught, yeah, he caught a touchdown. He was targeted another time in the end zone too. Facing the Patriots, they're going to be passing a lot. Could be a big Ebron game, I guess. Yeah, you have to see what happens with Jack Doyle. But uh, yeah, again, Eric Ebron was great. Uh, I'm with you. I lean Ryan Grant just because. Eileen Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers, both of them over I agree. Pascal. Uh, doesn't look like T.Y. Hilton's going to play in this game, so I would expect those two wide receivers to kind of be the outside guys. And then maybe we get a little Naheem Hines, uh, a player who we need to talk about now as well, um, because they can't run the football. They just can't. Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins, they can't run the football. Uh, again, they're using Naheem Hines as an extension of the run game. They're throwing these short passes to him, and they even lined him up out wide out wide last week on that touchdown that he caught. They really just threw a jump ball, and Naheem Hines came down with it. So uh, I would expect a lot of Rodgers, Ryan Grant, Ebron, and Naheem Hines. I don't think they're going to run the ball. I think all four of those guys can be targeted, you know, seven-plus times. Let me start with the wide receivers, and we'll get to Naheem Hines in a moment. How much are you spending on Ryan Grant? This is these are both short term plays. Like when T.Y. Hilton is back, I I, like useless. It's going to be hard to figure out week in and week out. Is Tessa Rogers the number two guy? Is you know is uh is Ryan Grant the number two guy? So I think this offense really revolves around week in and week out. It's going to be Hilton. It's going to be the tight ends, and it's going to be Hines. I I do believe that. So this is just a short term play. uh, But if you have bad matchups or you're hurt by the bye weeks, I could see going as high as like five to seven percent. On, you know, Ryan Grant. I'm not going to break the bank, but I do think these guys can be serviceable on, uh, on Thursday night against the Patriots. Okay. Uh, I agree. You didn't give me a number at all. but I, 5 to 7%. Okay, I missed the 5 to 7%. I thought yep. you just would be serviceable. The only thing is, you're, you're only spending 5 to 7% if you're starting him this week. If you're not going to wind up starting him this week, there's no point of owning him. Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't involve Naheem Hines, who, again, we're going to get to when we're done with the wide receivers. Um... With the Jacksonville, with Dante Moncrief and D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook had an awesome, awesome game last week. Dante Moncrief has, has been a, a red zone guy for Jacksonville. Now, they're facing Kansas City here this week. Huge Blake Bortles game. Blake Bortles, a streaming quarterback this week. I'm comfortable playing. How much are you spending on the Jacksonville wide receivers? I'm more so intrigued in D.D. Westbrook for the long term. Uh, I, think I agree with that. Dante Moncrief only owned in nine percent of leagues. Again, this is a bye week play, a short term play. Um, I don't. Dante Moncrief has been incredibly inconsistent. He's had two big ba- games. He's had two duds. So this is just a matchup play against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, maybe there's a chance that he catches a long touchdown or whatever. But Dante Moncrief, his targets through four weeks: five in week one, then nine, then three, then five. So his targets have been a little inconsistent. Um, I think you could say that about everyone on this team. Again, the Jaguars wide receivers is kind of like a sum of its parts, kind of like add up for Blake Bortles to be good this week. But D.D. Westbrook, 13 targets. um, That was a career high. Again, he was a rookie last year, so uh, it's kind of a brief career. But, you know, he's the guy who I think has more 
long-term potential, more staying power for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the way that he's used, and the way he was used against the Jets, in the middle of the field. All over the field. All, you know, lining up inside, lining up outside. He can make things happen after the catch. Again, he is electric, and he would have gone higher in the NFL draft last year if it weren't for off-the-field concerns. So against the Chiefs, I, I'm more so... Um, I'm more so in on Didi, but again, if you just need a streamer for this week, I think Moncrief is in that mix. Uh, I'll, I'll go as high as 10 to 12% on Didi. Moncrief is in that streaming this week. He's in that Colts discussion, so like Agreed. 5 to 7%. I, I agree with that. With Didi... But Didi, I'm more, I'm more so like 10 to 12%. Yeah, I'm a, yeah I, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, still, Kiki's your favorite still far, still. Yes. Okay. Uh, in terms of staying power, long-term Agreed. potential, Antonio Callaway, I think, is in that mix with D.D. as well. Who would you rather have, Callaway or D.D. Westbrook right now? I think I would take Callaway because I feel like there's less mouths to feed I... in Cleveland. Like, it's Landry, it's Njoku, but they're not using Duke Johnson. That's very close for me. It is close. Well, Callaway's been getting the targets, too, consistently. I'd like the DD plays KC this week. Yeah, for yeah. sure this week. Yeah. It's close. It's very close. Because the it's Browns are going up against Baltimore, and they're getting Jimmy Smith back. You have to remember, all those suspended players yes. are eligible to return. This Julian week. Edelman, Mark it's, Ingram, yeah. Jimmy Smith. They're all uh, back. Vontez Perfect, too. So that's going to yes. help the Bengals' rush defense as well. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. I think definitely for this week, I like those Jaguars wide receivers more so than I do Callaway. I agree. But Callaway's been getting the targets. Definitely. And eventually he's going to con- convert some of these targets into long touchdowns. Now, Mitchell Trubisky, the truth this past week, went off in Chicago. Um, and the BFFs, not me, that's really a Frank and Mike thing, all over Taylor Gabriel. Florio had talked about it on his podcast. Um, and, and Frankie actually started Taylor Gabriel in our lineup this weekend. We got crushed, but it, no thanks to Taylor Gabriel, who was absolutely amazing. He's on a buy. How much do you spend on Taylor Gabriel? This depends. Obviously, you have to have a player on your bench you're willing to drop. Um, we'll get to that in a bit. But I think, he's, I think he's in that same mix. I may be a little bit more aggressive on him, more so than Didi and Callaway, just because if you look at the targets, people don't realize this. Taylor Gabriel has 24 targets over the last three weeks. Oh, yeah. He's averaging eight targets a game. He has a 22.4% target share on the season, whereas Allen Robinson is 24.8. So they're very close. Like, Allen Robinson is still the guy, but Taylor Gabriel is number two. And we're realizing now, the way that Matt Nagy is using Taylor Gabriel in this offense, Greg, is similar to how Tyreek Hill is being used in the Chiefs offense. 100%. We, we, using, we said that using, all like, along, these little, dude. like, sweep things where, like, he's running across the line, these little, like, touch passes. Yep. We saw Taylor Gabriel score a touchdown on that. He can stretch the field. We saw just two years ago, he was a fantasy viable wide receiver in the Falcons offense because they found creative ways to use him. There's, you know, outside of like Sean McVay and Andy Reid, there might not be a more creative offensive mind calling plays right now than Matt Nagy. Potentially. So Taylor Gabriel, I'm going to be aggressive on him. You have to be able to obviously wait because he's on the bye. I'm more so willing to do this if I have a record over 500 because the pickups that you make this week, if you're two and two or less, you need to win. You do. So, Taylor Gabriel, I'm more so inclined to be in on if I'm 3-1 and one or better. You know Maybe 2-2. Two two, I'm fine. If you have deep benches and he's available. But I would bid more on him than I would Callaway or G.D. Westbrook. I don't know if you agree. I think it's close. 
I think it's close. When we come back, who are we dropping for these players? We're going to let you know and go back over some of the running backs and the tight ends that you can pick up this week in fantasy football. Stick around. You'll be FFs. Back after this. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yo! Carton and friends. Yeah, buddy. And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. with you fantasy best friends forever here on the fantasy sports radio network it's that time of the day to remind you that if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries try the props builder tool at mybookie.ag Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, the promo code is FNTSY, and choose your matchup using the Prop Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. The promo code is FNTSY. What would you think of that song, Frank? Not a fan. Not you. You were bopping though. Well, just because I like to bring energy to the show, I like to dance when the intro music come back, comes back in. Right. But not a huge fan. Who was that? Who do you think it was? Can I hear it again? Is that possible? Yeah, but can you play that that intro? It's again? like one of these like Elton John or like Billy Joel guys. That's correct. That, that, that's correct. Actually, one Which of those two. It? Which one do you think? Well, I need to hear it again. Billy Joe. Very good. Do you know the song? I've heard it like a million times in my life. It's I don't. Great, I don't know the name. Great song. My thing is, Greg. I grew up with my dad, who sure. I grew up with mo- both of my parents. But my dad um, played a lot of music when I was younger, and a lot of it was classic rock. Yeah. And like heavy metal. Love it. So now, whenever I hear any of those songs, I'm kind of they're kind of just like. I'm done with him. Bavona, like, Mi- I don't want to hear them anymore. Bavona, does Miami 2017 crack your top five Billy's Joe songs? It is absolutely my top five. Not only that, it's my number one song to uh, go for in karaoke. Really? Oh, yes. Wow. Seems like that would be a tough one to do. Miami 2017 is tough. What other songs did Billy Joel do? Many. Only the Good Die Young classic. So that's my go-to, actually, Bavona. I like that one. Yeah. You mean like greatest hits here? Yeah, there's a piano lot. Piano Man. Oh, well, Piano Man is just too Gosh. easy. Yeah, it's just too easy. Scenes from Italian restaurants amazing, obviously. There's old music that I hate. Sorry, guys. Right, well. River of Dreams. Oh, River of Dreams is so good. I love Village Oil, dude. Me too. That does not surprise me one bit. I agree. That, the fact that Bavona likes him does not surprise me one bit either. Is it, is it's not, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just you guys strike me as like Billy Joel guys. We are. Very much. I like to bounce around a little bit. Like I'm kind of going through like this... I like the music that Bavona played last time coming in because I'm going through this phase of like 80s, disco-y, techno-y, whatever. I don't know like what that genre is called, but like Daft Punk sounds a lot like it. Um, anything that kind of sounds like that, I'm in on. So I'm going to go download a bunch of that music that, uh, I have, I, you should, that Bavona played. You should listen to some Kygo. I like Kygo. 
All right. I've heard some of his, hers. I, I don't know his. if that's a think it's his. or not. I think it's his. Do you have any other uh, Billy Joel greatest hits? I have a lot, but you don't want to know that right now. You want to talk about some waivers? Yes. Okay. So we gave you a lot of wide receivers, and I think I was thinking about it during the break. It's really hard for me between the Taylor Gabriel and Dee Dee Westbrook and Antonio Callaway if I had to rank those three. Uh, if I did, Uptown Girl's a great song. It is a great song. I would say I'm going to rank it. We didn't start the fire. Great song. I'm going to rank Antonio Callaway, Dee Dee Westbrook, and then Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel third. Why are you so out on Taylor Gabriel? It's not that I'm out on him. I just don't know. I just feel like the other. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I, think the I other just really like the target share that he's seeing right now. Like it. on the season, 22.4% of the target share. Like that's a very, very strong number for a waiver wire wide receiver. I'm not saying like this guy is going to emerge and become a consistent wide receiver three for you, but I think he's a guy who can cover bye weeks, who you, know, you might be able to play based on the right matchup. Last week was the right matchup against Tampa Bay, obviously. I wrote him up. Uh, Fantasy Pros asked me to write up like a really deep sleeper and a bust inside like the top 40. So I wrote up Taylor Gabriel as like a really deep sleeper last week. And so that worked out well. Um, I, think, I think they're all close. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, I like the talent of D.D. Westbrook a lot. But again, it's one week it's Keelan Cole. One week it's D.D. Westbrook. One week it's Moncrief. One week it's T.J. Yeldon catching passes out of the backfield. We're probably going to get an Austin Safarian Jenkins week. I agree. I just trust Callaway's targets and Taylor Gabriel's targets a little bit more and... I mean, how can you not be encouraged by the Bears passing game after what we saw this past week? I'm not going to go ahead and say, you know, Trubisky is a top 10 quarterback already, but he made strides in that game. Matt Nagy's offense is clearly very creative. Defenses are focusing on trying to stop Allen Robinson, trying to stop Trey Burton, trying to stop, you know, Tariq Cohen catching passes out of the backfield. Like, between Tariq Cohen and Taylor Gabriel, there's a lot of speed on this Bears. Offense. So much speed, and that's what we love to have the Matt Nagy hire in the first place. Frank, let me get to some players to drop before we get to the Hit running backs. Is that cool? Yes, sir. Can you drop Randall Cobb? Uh, For any of the players that we, obviously we've mentioned. Yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked like himself. The Packers offense hasn't been overall that great. And people have been talking up Geronimo Allison. He has been getting it done week in and week out. He's been great. But Custa. before last week, he was consistently being out-targeted by Randall Cobb. Absolutely. Like, in the first three weeks, Randall Cobb had double-digit targets in two of the first three games. So if you're getting that many targets in the Packers' offense, I still I, I trust Randall Cobb more, especially in PPR. So you're hanging on. And those other guys. Just because if you look at Taylor Gabriel and Callaway and D.D. Westbrook, they're all arguably the number three option in their, on their respective teams. Randall Cobb, when he was healthy, even with Geronimo Allison, like he was out-targeting. Like he was the number two or even number three target in the Packers' pass game. And I just trust Aaron Rodgers more than those other guys, maybe to a fault. Would you drop him for any of those players? In a 10-team league, I wouldn't have a problem Agreed, dropping. agreed, of course. In a 12-teamer, I still buy into Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense. I agree with you. I agree. Would you drop... Oh, I just had one. It's a good question, though. Thank you. Um, oh, my God. I just had a really good one. Marquise Goodwin. That was it. Marquise Goodwin. Dude, that was it. I wrote him in on the rundown. Uh, you know, we're in simpatico. That's so funny. I would drop Marquise Goodwin for all three of them. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, what more do you need to see? What about Jamie Crowder? Well, you held on to him throughout the bye week. Right. He's probably, again, he's probably like the number three target on his team, too. Yeah. 
I would say Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson probably are consistently going to see I'd more rather, targets. I think I'd rather have some of these guys than Jamie Crowder. I agree with you. Yeah. Just because Paul Richardson is kind of in the mix. Yeah. Josh Doxson actually kind got a decent mix. number of targets mm-hmm. in that week three game before their, uh, before their week four bye. There's just too many players in the Washington offense, and I don't trust Alex Smith to get the ball to Jamison Crowder all that much. Now, maybe they rectified that throughout the bye week. Maybe they made that a point of emphasis. Like, look, we scored a touchdown with Jamison Crowder in week three. Like, he needs to be more involved in the offense. There's certainly a chance that that happens. I think I, I would drop him for Gabriel. I would drop him for Callaway. I'd drop him for Westbrook, man. It's close. Know. Yeah, I think I would. I would drop him for Kiki. Love Kiki. <laughs> I would drop him for all of them. So every, Just so everybody, to put a everybody, definitive answer on it. And if Jameson Crowder goes out and scores two touchdowns, you could kill me for it this week. Agreed. I would drop him for all those players. For everybody that Mike is off. picks up Kiki. Mike, Mike's not off. I don't hear you. Well, it's, it's not off. All right. For everyone that picks up Kiki, like they have to change their team name <laughs> to Kiki, Kiki Do You Love Me, right? Yeah, of course. They have to. Yeah. Said it yesterday. I agree. Are you sure your mic is on? I'm quite positive. Phone, is his mic on? Yeah, no, it's, it's on, man. People in the YouTube chat, tell me if his mic is on. I, I'm, fix your headphones, dude. No, I don't hear you. I don't know. talking. I'm, I'm, I promise you, I'm here. Okay. Now I don't hear you. It's going in and out. Bavona, <laughs> <laughs> dude, those headphones suck. Yes. Love it. All right. We've, All right, here so, you again. You're back. We have circled around Naheem Circled Hines. the wagons. We've Which cir- Buffalo Bills are we picking up this week? We've circled Naheem Hines around. He's only 33% of CBS leagues right now. Um... Frank, you keep saying it's for real. How much are you spending on Naheem Hines? In a PPR league, I will go as high as 25 to 30%, Greg. Which might sound crazy. Sounds crazy. But the Colts cannot run the football. And we've seen this in the past with teams. You know, guys like Theo Riddick in years past, consistently finishing as, you know, high-end flex running backs in PPR leagues. It's because their respective teams cannot run the football. That's exactly what we have here. The Colts cannot run the football. They have a lot of injuries on defense now, too. So they're going to be in shootouts. And in those games, Naheem Hines is going to be on the field. And they're using him creatively. Frank Reich, who's come over from the Philadelphia Eagles offense. The Philadelphia Eagles always had that pass catcher, too. Mm-hmm. And they always employ a lot of running backs in the, in the rushing attack, too. So that's exactly what we're seeing here. Naheem Hines is getting the opportunity. He's making the most of it. I mentioned yesterday he's on pace for over 100 targets. He's on pace for 88 receptions. He's not going to get there. Can he catch 70-plus balls this year? Yeah. And if that happens, and we were drafting today, and I told you Naheem Hines is catching 70 balls, he's being drafted as like an RB3, RB4 for PPR leagues. So if you can get that, like a flex running back in PPR or even... In half PPR, he's probably more of like a low-end flex running back, maybe like a high-end RB4. In half PPR, I would go like 20%. In full PPR, 25 to 30% on Naheem Hines. It's a lot. Listen, it's it, a lot. It, it's a lot of It's the warranted, and it's hard to find running backs right now, especially if you can find a guy like Hines in PPR right now, 30% PPR. So 30%, if you have, what, $85 we were saying before? $81, something like that? So if you have 80 you're spending, spending a lot, man. Trying to open up my calculator. 85 you're spending, you're spending like 20 bucks. You're spending like 20 bucks on them. 30% of 85 is 25.5. So $26. Well, I was using the $80 that you had before. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing. I don't know if I can go that high. I really don't know. I'm more of an $18 running, guy. Running backs are hard to find right now, man. You're right. 
Like, who's emerging? Who do you want from this group? TJ Yeldon is owned in 68% of leagues, but honestly, he's probably owned everywhere uh, by Leonard Fournette owners. If he's available, if you play in a 10-team league and you need a running back plug-and-play this week, TJ Yeldon is unquestionably your guy. Like, Regardless if you need a plug-and-play, TJ Yeldon is your guy because Leonard Fournette, this is going to be a thing all year long. And if you were listening to me in the preseason, I told you, do not draft Leonard Fournette. I was out. Naheem Hines is the next guy up. Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to invest in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Nope. Running game? Yep. In deeper leagues, 14-teamers. He's only owned in 28% of leagues. So 14-teamers, maybe some deeper 12-team leagues. If you just want to take a shot on like your RB6, your RB5, whatever it might be, Ronald Jones... There were reports that coming out of the bye, it's going to be Jameis Winston as the quarterback, Ronald Jones as the running back, and that's kind of like the starting tandem, but they can't run the football either. Mike Davis, 1% owned. Do you want one-third of a Seattle Seahawks mess of a backfield behind an offensive line that's not great? Yeah, he just scored two touchdowns, but he did that against the Arizona Cardinals, who allowed six total touchdowns to running backs heading into last week. Now they've allowed eight total touchdowns to running backs through four games. It was a great matchup, don't get me wrong. And if I own Chris Carson, then yeah, I'd probably go out and want to pick up Mike Davis. But just in a vacuum, if I need a free agent running back, am I rushing out to get Mike Davis? No, I'm not. If Naheem Hines is available and he's only owning 33% of leagues, that's the guy where if I need a running back, I'm rushing out and getting him. I get it. I think it makes fair. Will you drop Kenny Drake for him? In a 10-team league? Yes. Confidently says yes. yes. Not a second thought. In a 12-team PPR league, I will drop Kenyon Drake for Naheem Hines. 12-team PPR. Would you pick up Frank Gore? I wouldn't want to because I feel like you're dropping Kenyon Drake at, your, at his lowest point of the season in terms of value. I would try my best to find anybody else on my team that I could drop for Naheem Hines. But if there's nobody else, if you're stacked at wide receiver, all your other running backs, your backup running backs are great. Kenyon Drake is the one who's killing you. I'm dropping him in PPR for Naheem Hines. 844-843-6879. That's going to do it for us on YouTube today. Coming up next, the Fantasy Football Frenzy, Corey Parson. Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, uh, the Closer, Chris Ventura, and of course, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. If you're listening on the podcast or live on the radio, go in another five minutes or so. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you give us five stars. Please leave a comment and uh, give us some reaction. We, we obviously very, very much appreciate it. Let me take a call here, Frank, for, and help the, the brothers out. Let me go to Mike and Little Rock. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great, dude. What's going I, on? I need some, uh, well, uh, I need some help at running back. I was listening to what you were saying, but I don't know really what to do. Um, I'm in a 12-team PPR. I am sitting at 2-2 two and two now. Uh, I have Jordan, uh, Josh Gordon. I mean, I'm sorry, Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon, Corey Clemens, and Williams from Green Bay. And, of course, Howard is off this week, and I really don't know what to do at running back. So, is there anyone that we've mentioned throughout the show today that's available on your waiver wire? <sighs> Unfortunately, the, the only thing that's really out there is Mike Davis, Nick Chubb, or Frank Gore. Those are really the three that you've kind of touched on. Yeah. Yes, Jordan Howard on now, a high. It's re- hard. Re- yeah. Receiver, I'm stacked, and I'm kind of at a point looking at maybe trading to get an upgrade. Okay, so which, which wide receivers do you have? Uh, Demarius Thomas, Stephon Diggs, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Melvin, I mean, uh, Marvin Jones, Kenneth Cole, and Antonio Galloway. 
So I've got receivers. You said Galladay? Uh-huh. All right, yeah, so... No, Call- Callaway. I'm sorry. Oh, Callaway. No, Antonio Call- Callaway. Okay. Callaway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, so you have... So you want to keep Diggs and Cup. That's your wide receiver one and wide receiver two. And then you kind of have... All right. You have Demarius Thomas and Marvin Jones. Uh, yeah. I would probably... Shop one of those guys just to see if you can get, like, a flex running back in return. That's something that I would try to do. Uh, if not, Jamal Williams is going up against the Bills this week. Like, if I had to choose one running back to start out of the guys that you mentioned, it would be Jamal Williams. Uh, but I would put a bid in on Frank Gore or Chubb. Mike Davis. You know, Chubb, too? Yeah. Chubb is more of a long-term play. Like, he needs someone to plug in this week. So, if you need somebody this week, obviously, Chris Car- if Chris Carson is out, the answer is Mike Davis. Right? Like, yeah. th- th- that's quite obviously the answer. They've already kind of hinted at Chris Carson returning. But they told us he was playing last week. So Mike Davis over Frank Gore for you. I think it makes sense. Yeah. If you just want to bid on one of them. I know I just poo-pooed Mike Davis, but you know when you're in this predicament and you know some of those other running backs that you mentioned uh, are the best guys available, then yeah, it's probably Mike Davis. But Jamal Williams going up against the Bills, um, that might be the guy that you play. If not, try and shop one of Demarius Thomas or Marvin Jones just to see if you can get you know, an RB3 in return, a flex running back, especially in PPR. Like, would you trade Marvin Jones to get Naheem Hines right now in a PPR league? It's a really, really good question. If, you, if your running backs are Melvin Gordon and Jordan Howard and you have no running back depth, I'd probably do it. That's a really, really good question. Um, <laughs> but though, that's what you're looking for, right? Know, like, man. you're trying to give up I get it. Marvin Jones or Demarius Thomas here because you have a little bit of wide receiver depth and you're trying to get one of those PPR backs that can help you throughout your bye weeks right now. Because... I know Jordan Howard sucked, and he, hurt, he burned a lot of people this week. I personally believe better days are coming for Jordan Howard. I so, agree. He's going to be your RB2, but you're going to need guys for bye weeks and if injuries take place. So shop one of those wide receivers and see if you could get one of those PPR specialist kind of running backs in return just to, to plug in if you need help. There you go. Fantasy Football Frenzy is up next. Running back, not easy to find, man. Just, just simply not easy to find. We appreciate you watching and listening. Frankie Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. BFS, we'll try to do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.